0: Hi, we're your hosts, Leray Spindler. And Lori Suba. And we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. You're listening to episode 20
1: of Leasing Out Loud with your hosts, Lorraine and Lori. Welcome back, everybody. So this week, Lorraine, we thought it would be interesting to talk about rentable area versus usable area and what the difference is. And this was prompted by a great conversation that we had with the design team over at Block Interior Design. We were chatting with them recently about some of the projects that they're working on, and they are podcast listeners, so shout out to Block Interior Design. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But they mentioned an idea for a podcast topic just based on something that they're encountering, and they shared a great example with us. Of how not being aware of the difference can have a big impact on a tenant. Yes. And they're encountering this on a relatively
0: frequent basis here of understanding the difference between usable and rentable, because it does vary between buildings and whether it's office or industrial space. But there was one project in particular that they talked to us about that was. Fascinating. And it ran into an issue where the lease was already signed. Yeah. And they're paying rent on a certain amount of square footage that they thought would cover the actual floor area that they needed. Right. But it turned out that was the rentable area that had a gross up factor in it. Right. And later the actual usable area was smaller
1: then they needed. Just to be clear, block was brought on after this lease was executed, and this all could have been avoided if the tenant and or broker had understood the difference between rentable area and usable area. And obviously, tenants need to have eyes wide open going into a deal so they understand what they're actually getting. And in a time when there's so many options
0: out there, building in time to find the right space. And this is something that
1: absolutely can be addressed before the lease is signed. So critical. (laughs) Of course, right? So going back to what is the difference, Leray? So we talk about rentable versus usable. I know from an office perspective, this is certainly something that comes up often. And I'm sort of Mm -hmm. curious to see what your thoughts are from an industrial perspective. But just so that our listeners know, Usable area is the actual area that you can use. So that's the area within the space. Rentable area is the area that you pay rent on. But in an office setting, I know we have various components that are layered on top because you as tenant Mm -hmm. have to pay your proportionate share for common area lobbies, for fitness facilities, for hallways, All of these things factor in. yeah, And so you Mm -hmm. have to pay your proportionate share of that. And so there is something called a gross-up factor. And the gross-up factor is applied to your usable area to determine your rentable area. So when you have a rentable area or you see rentable area is defined in your lease, know that in most circumstances from an office perspective, there is a gross-up that is somehow factored in yes. to the equation. So, it is not the area that you're actually occupying. No. So, for
0: example, you might have a 1,000 square feet for your office yeah. that has your own entrance, and that's where you and your staff operate, but you might actually pay for 1,150 square feet that factors in those
1: areas. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And typically, these ranges, it can be from, call it 10 to 20%. It really depends on the building that you're working in. Is there a large lobby, really grand entrance? Is there a lot of common area space that you have to pay your proportionate share of All of these things factor in, right? And so it really depends based on all of the different components of an office building. So, like Mm Lorraine, I know on industrial leases, I've seen rentable and usable, that number's the same. Like it depends on the complex. Yes. Or it's a
0: very small difference. Mm -hmm. Because typically in industrial, you have one building mechanical. Electrical room. Right. And the building itself might be 50,000 square feet or 500,000 square feet. And you just need the one common room that houses the main electrical panel, the water shutoffs, and that room. And it's often… Small. …150 square feet. Very, very very small. I've seen some that are smaller. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So… In a very large warehouse distribution facility that might be 500,000 square feet, your proportionate share of that might differ from five or 10 square feet. Sure. It's so nominal and doesn't really affect any calculations, or it's not as important as it is
1: for office or retail users. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about in past episodes, I think that Timing Your Lease Deal episode, Leray, that we did, where we talked about the importance of space planning, mm-hmm. understand before you sign the lease, <laughs> Yes, do the space planning, understand that you fit within that space and it works for you. I would recommend that you're asking your representative, your broker, your designer, to understand What is rentable? What is usable? Be informed about it. Ask the question because it really varies building by building. And you can sometimes get more bang for your rentable buck by focusing in on buildings that are efficient, right? If that's the name of the game and that's a big driver for you, focusing in on that. Other groups might say, you know what, I really love and I need that common area space and that's important Mm -hmm. to me. So they may place less of an emphasis on being fussed about what the gross up is and more about what the amenity offerings are. But you just have to be informed, right? Like I just think, how horrible would it be to have your lease signed and then realize, gut check, we're not going to fit. Like I can't even fathom. Oh, no. No. Just complicating
0: the process that Really should be streamlined. And amenities are great, but if you're comparing options in one building, like you said, Lori might be 15% gross up, and the other one is 20%, you just have to, in advance, make sure that your suites,
1: the actual space you would occupy, is going to cover off your needs. And sometimes it's very obvious, Lori, like I've had people that have toured through, and they're sort of surprised when they get into a space, and they're like, geez, actually, I just had this a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) where they went into a space, and they're like geez, there's a lot of space in here. Are you sure, Lori, this is 4,500 square feet? Because we're in about 4,500 square feet and our space feels a whole lot smaller. And so sometimes you can feel that like when you're out touring, looking around going, hmm, something's not quite adding up. And it could very well be that gross up factor. Yes. Yeah. So again, I guess our message to listeners, just be informed about what the different variables are talk to your advisor about understanding what the actual situation is with respect to space, what's usable, rentable, just be informed about it. And it just makes the whole experience
0: that much better. Yes. And the information is readily available. So it's something that's
1: relatively easy to
0: check that box and make sure that you have the information. Definitely.
1: Well, thank you very much to Block for bringing this up. We're always keen to hear your perspective on what would make great content for Leasing Out Loud episodes. You can always reach Lorraine and I at hello at (laughs) scoutrealestate.ca.
0: And join us next week, where we will, of course, be covering off the latest and greatest in commercial real estate in Calgary. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week.